right now we're in the very first stages of evaluating the organization from head to toe. Uh, today and tomorrow we're going to go through all the player exit interviews. And then Jason and I are going to get together Tuesday night and we're going to collaborate on what we think went wrong and what we feel can fix it. And then we're going to go from there. Again, we're in the very early stages of the evaluation process. Um, the wounds are fresh. Like we're all disappointed and uh, making a knee jerk reaction or a decision based on emotion. I don't think ever goes well. When, when we have a chance to discuss what we feel was wrong and what we feel can fix it to go forward. Completely false, baseless and uh, bullshit. Uh, all the above. I think a uh, head coach that the players like and love and play hard for, and I think yesterday was a very good indication of that, of players continuing to play at a full level form. So to answer your question, it, it comes into play on every aspect. Agreed. I don't think at any stage he came close to losing the team. And again, we're going through exit interviews, so... If, if that's not the case, that's what this process is for, and that's why when people are quick to ask when, how, what exactly the verdict is, we have to do our due diligence and go through the process of having exit interviews and given every aspect of the organization, including players, the opportunity to give us what we need to know. I've already started talking to Mike. Yeah, there's been offers made. Uh, I know this. Mike is very well aware of what we think of him and how badly we would like him here. You control what you can control. So when you want to make an offer to a player, you do the best you can. You give an offer for what you think the value is. And anytime someone's going to be a free agent, whether it's Mike Riley or anybody else, and there's other leagues involved, they have a decision to make. And all we can do is do our job and, and make offers to them. And then it's up to them. Good question. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. It's a new realm that we're having to face. So uh, I know multiple players throughout the league, not just here, but in, in speaking with other friends and GMs across the league, a lot of players on their organizations are intrigued by it. So uh, we'll find out. That's a good question. I wish I had the answer, but we're going to find out here very shortly. I think you can always improve no matter what your record is, whether you're 13-5, 9-9. Nine nine, but certainly I don't disagree with Jason. If you look at two games we lost in the very last play of the game, there's things that go into it. But I do feel that there was a couple instances where had it gone the other way, we're better than 9-9. Nine nine. The truth is, no matter what I say right now, we're 9-9. Nine nine, we're out of the playoffs. So no matter what I say, what Jason says, what anybody from this team says, it's going to sound like we're trying to put lipstick on a pig because we're not competing for a chance to win a Grey Cup. And ultimately, that's the goal. So anything we can say, whether we believe it wholeheartedly or not, and whether we think we can show it via film, whether it's a fumble, 
while we're going in for field goal position at Hamilton or Calgary where a field goal probably wins it with how the outcome came, it's going to sound like an excuse. And at the end of the day, we have to own the fact that we didn't do enough, no matter what it was, to get the job done. I think the biggest thing is the beginning part of the season, it was penalties. Uh, if you look at the Toronto game specifically, we ran up and down the field, had a touchdown called back, had some other big plays that put us in position for points that were called back. And once we got our penalties corrected, which I believe we went from ninth to fourth, so we did a great job of turning that around. As soon as we corrected our penalties, the turnovers happened. I believe we, since the Labor Day rematch, we were negative 13 in turnover ratio. Uh, I believe on your show I spoke about that. I don't care if you're Joe Montana and Jerry Rice, if you have negative 13 turnover ratio, it's hard to win football games. And during that span, we managed to win two out of the last three losing the turnover battle. So that has to be fixed, and, and that's the reality of football. Not just for us, but I think the number one stat to predict a win or a loss is turnovers, and we've been on the negative end of that since we were 7-5, to five, which simply isn't good enough. Now that you've had some time to go over, you had a month stretch there where your offense really struggled, you know, despite all the talent. Mm-hmm. What did you see in that month that really kind of wasn't happening on your offense? I looked at times like there was a – it was details, and, again, I know that sounds uh, – like an easy thing to go to, but examples are sometimes there's interceptions and everybody, it comes with a position when you have a great game, the quarterback gets the credit. When there's interceptions, everybody looks at Mike or whoever's throwing the ball and says, you know, what the heck? The truth is if a route isn't ran to the depth it should be or if a player isn't pulling another player out of the zone, those things happen. So it was details. Uh, uh, details, turnovers were the biggest thing uh, that during that stretch. Well, we would have to address it. You know, right now is the answer in the building. You know, remains to be seen. But uh, if that were to happen, then we would go out and address it. So we'll cross those bridges if and when they come. Good question. I, Mike and I have a lot of really good conversations, um, and not just about football, but about just you know life and other things in general. Uh, the truth is, nobody can answer that but Mike, and I'm not going to try to speak for him. Uh, that's not a suggestion. It's true. Right. You have to balance that. But at the end of the day, my job is to always do what I feel is best for this organization uh, on every level. So ultimately, uh, the decisions that are made, no matter what they are, are going to be for whatever is best for the team. Uh, the way I read it is I believe that would help. But the truth is I think there's still some unknowns with this. It's so brand new. And the truth be told, just last week, I want to say Tuesday, is when we got what they at the league office deemed the final version. So there's still some of the literature that we're asking questions on and getting feedback on. So uh, I don't have a concrete on that. And I know there's other, again, some other people in my role across the league that have the same questions. Again, that's what he and I are going to meet about. And, again, there's there's nothing foregone. Simply what he and I are going to get together on is 
what do I think went wrong? What do he think? What does he think went wrong? What do I think went well? What does he think went well? And the things that we identify as problems, what do we need to do to correct it? And I'm sure that topic will come up. It's a lot has to wear. There's no doubt about that. No, it, it's up to me, and, and uh, they're going to back the decision I make, no matter what it is, but I've got autonomy. Brock, again this year, uh, there's an Eastern Conference team A that has the worst record than even a fifth-place team in the West. Uh, you, you've had it where teams over there will get home field advantage in the, in the first round of the playoff with a poor record. Has there ever been any serious conversations? Because the league basically plays the exact same schedule, excluding two games, mm -hmm. just going to one and having the best 16 since I've been back in the league in 13, no, but we are certainly going to be advocating that in January, not only this year. And, and look, again, I, it goes to what I said earlier. Anything I say right now I believe is going to come across as looking at as an excuse, but do we feel at nine wins and the first team ever at that record to not make it is frustrating? Yes, we need to win more games so that doesn't even come into the discussion, but we certainly will be advocating that they seed it one through six. Uh, it's frustrating to – Look at a team host a playoff game, not only just be in the playoffs, but host a playoff game when you have a better record than them. Uh, and I go back to last year. I don't think it was fair to either us or Winnipeg that two 12 and 6 teams had to play each other in round one. Uh, that being said, uh, it might be a little hypocritical because I benefited from that in 2016 in Ottawa. So at the end of the day, when you get an opportunity to play a game, the only answer to not have frustration is to win. And we simply didn't do enough of that. We own that, and we're going to do everything we can to change that moving forward.